time you're listening to this and welcome to go ask your father the podcast for dads by dads and about dads we have made it we are halfway through our greatest tv dads bracket challenge if you haven't listened to the last two episodes to find out who those first two dads in the final four are i highly recommend you go listen to them in fact stop right now what you're doing and go listen to them it's okay i'll wait All right, that was great, wasn't it? I'm glad you guys enjoyed those episodes. All right, before we jump into this one, uh, if you don't mind, please go give our show a like and a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Go Ask Your Father Podcast. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about today's podcast. We will be talk. We will be tackling the 2000s era of TV, going all the way from the year 2000 to our current listing of shows. We have a fairly motley crew of dads on the brock on the docket tonight but only one will walk away champion of the bracket, joining Bob Belcher and Howard Cunningham in the final four. Just like our last two episodes, I've assembled a crack team of panelists to help me take these eight dads and bring them down to only one is left standing. So let's go ahead and meet our panelists. First, you've met him on the bracket preview show. He's one half of the Fire Bear Republic. He's a scruffy looking nerf herder and it's haunted by a dead rat. It's Dustin Cleary. What's going on, Dustin? Not much, man. <laughs> I I actually have like a weird thing to bring up here. I I had nightmares the other night and it was actually uh uh what's his face? Um Ray Liotta was mad at me and I connected it back. I was like, Rob actually did it. He cursed me <laughs> with Henry <laughs> O. So wait, Henry the Rat is played by Ray Liotta? Because yeah, and, uh, that would be fantastic. Well, you know, uh, Ray Liotta played Henry Hill in Goodfellas. That's true. Yeah, and that's where oh he got the god. name from. Yeah. Oh Circular. my god! So yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I I really did not mean to do that to you, Justin. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Right. Well, thank you for coming back to the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Great. <laughs> Up next, he subbed in for us back in the back corner of our sci-fi and cartoons panel. He's a musician, a producer, and he likes to kill bugs in his spare time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jordan Gonzalez. What's up? What's up? Okay, maybe spare time is uh, pushing it a little bit for the killing of the bugs, but... Uh, I, <laughs> sort I of don't do kill it. anything when I'm there. It's more like I put things down and I leave, and if they get into it at that point, it's on. they're on their own. It, it's so their own. That's, that's, that's what I call it. Okay. All right. We'll go ahead and call that. Thanks, Jordan, for coming on the podcast today. Not a problem. Finally, making his Go Ask Your Father debut. He's a guitarist, a software engineer, an avid fan of Star Wars. He also has a shiny head and a magnificent beard. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Dominis. The, the, uh, the magnificent beard is a little bit more of a magnificent goatee at the moment. I was going to say, the last yeah, time I saw you, you had the beard, and I was like, wait a second, the beard's gone, but I've already written your intro. You're ready so, for the summer. It's ready for the summer. I figured it'd be, good, right. it'd, it'd be good banter at the beginning to talk about it anyway. Uh, before That's we get started, I got to say I'm a little bit, um, feel like a little bit of a poser. Um, I've listened to the whole podcast, but I definitely, you know, I want to make disclaimer, I'm not a dad. Zero percent dad. I have a dad. I know dads, uh, but I'm not a dad. I don't. This isn't like an announcement for for any of my family members or anything like that. Um, you know, and I, I don't, don't want to try to. Uh, I don't want to try to um, to assume make let people uh, that I'm trying to step in on dadness when 
I'm not in the dad camp, but well, to be fair, none of my panelists here today are dads. Well, yeah, I'm going to take that back. I've got Jordan. Jordan is Jordan is a dog dad, but that's the closest we've got right now to actual dads on this podcast. But the, the bracket challenge is more along the lines of people who are avid TV watchers or fans of the shows or honestly just people I know who are very good at arguing coming on the show and talking about stuff. So there we go. Um, so no, not all dads are on this show, although we did have a full dad panel last week. Well, three quarters dad panel and uh, a mom. So, Hey, it works out in the end. Anyways, we got a little bit off track. Now that the introductions are out of the way, let's talk about today's bracket. We have eight TV dads spanning from the year 2000 to today. While some are more conventional choices, we also have quite a few wild cards that some people are very confused on why they're here, which one will make it through the rest and emerge victorious. Let's stop stalling and get to our first matchup. Tonight, our first matchup is thus. Phil Dunphy from Modern Family taking on Jed Bartlett from the West Wing. Who wants to kick us off? I can, uh, I can, I can go if no one wants to. Uh, this one was actually a really hard one for me because I feel like, um, I mean, there's so many different factors that go into being a good dad, right? And and I feel like it's really easy to um, to confuse a good man with a good dad. And I feel like this is an instance for me where, uh, I mean, Jed Bartlett, you, I mean, you have to, he's probably one of the greatest human beings to be on television, right? Like, even if you don't agree with him politically, like he comes, he brings you on his side. Um, like he's a great, he's a great human being. But I don't feel like you really get to see a lot of him as a dad. And also, I just feel like having the president as a dad is probably not a great place to be in, right? Like, you got to deal with Secret Service. Like, there was that whole movie, My Date with the President's Daughter, where it's very clearly not a good idea to be, you know, have have the president as your dad. Uh, Phil Dunphy, on the other hand, not the president of the United States of America. So, you know, he doesn't have that going for him as far as, you know, just being a human being of, of excellent caliber. Uh, but I feel like he's a really good dad. You know, he is he is very clearly throughout the whole series, Modern Family, he very clearly um, is interested in being a good parent. Like he wants to be a good dad. Like he wants to spend time with his kids um, he spends a lot of time with his son, especially, I think that might just be because he like connects with him a lot, but, um, I feel like, you know, he really wants to be a good dad. He works hard at it. He has strategies and he talks about his strategies. Um, he might be a little impulsive sometimes, maybe not being hundred percent like, uh, you know, on the same team with his wife sometimes, but he always has the best intentions and his goal is always to like, to be a good dad to his kids. And I feel like, um, he, he's just he's just positive and he always tries um you know he tries to balance his understanding uh with his kids with providing wisdom but um i don't feel like jed bartlett as the president first off i don't think it would be a positive experience to have the president as your dad and then also i feel like we just don't get to see him as a dad very much so in this in this matchup i'm gonna i'm, I'm going for phil dunphy from modern family that is a very solid opening argument from Mr. Mike Dominis. Who would like to go next? I'll go ahead and step in. Um, 
I, I agree with Mike on a lot of points, but I feel like what Jed gives up in time with his daughter, I feel like he makes up with as being a role model. I, f- I feel like uh, Jed is the man you want to be. He's the man that makes you want to be a better person. And I think that's that's why he wins this round. It's a good argument. Also, when you look at and you watch the show, he winds up becoming a father figure for quite a few of the people who are on his staff, Josh Lyman in particular, who he even calls his son. He has his three daughters who you see, no, you don't see him as a parent a lot on the show, but you do see uh, glimpses uh, when he's with his daughters and also uh, with some of his staff as well, especially Charlie and Josh. So, but what do you think, Jordan? I like both arguments. Both of y'all have good arguments. Uh, Mike went a little bit more in depth than Dustin. But that being said, Mike, when the president walks into the room, you stand. Jed Bartlett all the way, okay? One, it's an iconic show. Uh, that line right there is the most probably iconic line of that entire show. When the president stands, nobody sits. Nobody sits. It's Sorry, a whatever. great scene. It's hard I'm, to argue with that. I watched the episode. I watched specifically that episode from time to time just because I'm like, you don't understand how good this scene is, okay? I got to tell my wife all the time, this scene, I don't even care about this show, but this scene, legendary. And there's just some scenes in, in TV and in movies that you have to be like, you have to know this because it's just amazing film work. But um, I, I, I agree more with Dustin on this. I, I, I see your point, Mike, of um, Phil Dunphy being, you know, trying his best to be a dad and do all this. But Jed Bartlett is the dad for America. He's he's in charge of everybody <laughs> and he's just trying to, to be the best man that he possibly can. So he does everything right by everyone. We're talking about 350, 400 million people. Yeah, his kids might get, you know, the short end of the stick sometimes, um, but he's still a role model for them. I mean, wouldn't it be sick if your dad was the president and you're like, man, I can actively work toward that. And I see that it's a realistic goal in my life. And with the whole, um, you know, uh um in politics you know where everybody knows everybody and it's all about connection and a lot of nepotism um they're already halfway there to getting into politics to getting into congress whatever they want to do go strive for president so if my dad was president i'd be like hell yeah i'm gonna get there one day so for me it's jed bartlett for sure and i definitely struggled with this because it's like i said at the beginning like how do you balance like amazing human being versus a good dad um, and I, I feel like though, even though he's a good ro- role model, I also don't feel like Jed can be like the best, like you, there's no, like, I don't see there's a ton of parenting examples. Like if I'm a dad trying to go, you know, on my, on my daily, you know, you know, middle-class life of trying to parent my kids going to public school, you know, I can go to Jed, but like, I'm not having, you know, major political battles that I'm having to fight on a daily basis. And while it would be great for me to have like some good political ideologies, because that's an important part of, you know, you know, developing that you got to talk about that with your family. Uh, But I feel like there's a lot more moments and a lot more moments for, for like, you know, the average dad to learn from Phil. Right. And I I also feel like Phil, um, when he messes up, uh, like he definitely owns it and like tries to, uh, 
tries to recover. Like, and he's a, he, there's a lot of, I just feel like there's a lot more like practical examples. Um, I'm still, I'm still leaning towards Phil, but again, like, and this is no, no disrespect to Jed, man. Cause man, if, if Jed, if Jed Bartlett was running for president, he'd have my vote, but you know, I still, I'm still leaning towards Phil because it's like I think it's more of like a practical dad uh, application. Any counters? When I first originally did the bracket and I thought about it, um, I had Jed Bartlett moving through. Uh, West Wing has always been a favorite show of mine. I've always found the character of Jed Bartlett to be one that is fairly incredible and probably one of my favorite TV characters of all time. I just started watching Modern Family, and I love Phil. He's hilarious. Based off of arguments and based on the fact that the even the title of the bracket challenge is Greatest TV Dad, there is way more instances of Phil being a dad than Jed Bartlett. And as much as it hurts my soul to do this, and my wife might divorce me for doing this, I'm going against the grain and Phil Dunphy moves on to the next round. I'm telling Caitlin. It's a good choice. She, <laughs> she good actually choice. listens to the podcast, so she could probably hear We're me good. Right now anyway. She can back me up. <laughs> I, I, no. I, I don't disagree that Jed Bartlett is an amazing dad. And honestly, like I said, it's one of my favorite shows. And I'm probably going to go to – before I go to bed, I'm going to watch an episode tonight. Um, but I feel like there's way more instances of Phil being actually being a role model and a dad to his children, not just to America. So, um, unfortunately, um, Phil Dunphy will be moving on to the next round where he will face the winner of our next challenge, Jack Pearson from this is us versus Johnny Rose from Schitt's Creek. Who wants to kick us off? Oh, I'll start this one. If either of you guys, either any, actually you too, Rob, any of you think that Johnny Rose is a better father than Jack Pearson, I will be the one that disappears from this, this podcast tonight. <laughs> okay. Jack Pearson is the most devoted man to his family and children and to people that aren't his biological children that he took care of their entire, well, spoiler alert, he dies in the show. If you haven't seen it, but that he takes care of until his death, which would be his adopted son because they lost a child. So all of this stuff, uh, this man, you know, family dog. Yes. They, they show you the struggles of his life throughout the entire time of this is us. And, um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some buff on it. I watch it when my wife does. It's an interesting show. I've probably seen a couple, three, maybe three or four seasons out of it. And it's a good show, but they show him, you know, having you know, struggling with his alcoholism, struggling with his father, struggling with all these things. But he still, no matter what, when he comes around in life, he says, I want to be better than this and tries to break away from all of that and still be an outstanding father, husband and friend to everybody around him. So Jack Pearson, for me, goes through in this round. Solid argument. Who's up next? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I know the least about Jack on this list um but everything i've read about him and everything uh i've had people tell me about him jack is the best dad between johnny rose and him um and i just started watching Shit's creek because of this this bracket and i love that show but like johnny he doesn't know his kids middle names he like 
he doesn't know anything about his kids. He went to his daughter's graduation and she wasn't even there and took pictures with her. Like, and that wasn't even her. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just not, not as good as at that. I don't know. So yeah, Jack Pearson all day. Mike. Yeah. I, when I saw that Jack Pearson was on here, I was like, man, I feel like it's, it's going to be, it's going to, he's, I feel like Jack is the one to beat in this whole bracket. Maybe even, maybe even all the way to the finals. He's definitely a, a good contender. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable enough with my own manhood to also say, I feel like Jack Pearson is the most attractive on the bracket, especially in this section. He's a good looking man. I'm just saying, um, that's not everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, in terms of, um, you know, I think he leaves th- things that make him a great TV dad is he leaves like a huge legacy on his family, right? Like he's not even there for half the show, you know, because it's like the the two time periods, right? And in the future time period, you know, he's he was so impactful on his family that, you know, that they, they all still aspire to be him. And it's not like a, well, I have to I have to do this so that I don't disappoint dad kind of aspirational thing. It's like a no, I want to be like dad. I want to be as good as dad wanted me to be. And, you know, like he just leaves um, he leaves such a legacy on his family and such a lasting impact. And he's so inspirational. Um, I think we already mentioned, like he makes lasting changes and improvements to himself, like dealing with alcoholism, like, and, and not letting that, you know, admitting his struggles, but overcoming them with his family's help. Um, and, and at the end of the day, he makes the ultimate sacrifice for his family, right? You know, greater love hath no other than he, uh, he that laid him light, his life down for his friend, right? His family, right? Um, you don't see that on any other uh, a father. So I feel like, uh, even though I really like Johnny, and I feel like he does become a better father as the as the series goes on, and he, uh, I feel like I got to go lean heavy into Jack Pearson. I don't think there's going to be any argument on this when Jack Pearson moves on to the next round. So a little bit of preface to this too, by the way. Me and Mike had two people in the beginning of this that we both believe can make it to the final of this bracket and possibly move on. That was mine. And now I know it's Mike. So there's another one that's on the other side of this that I'm like, I think he wins, but I'm glad we had this one as the same. Yeah, We're, we're, we're synced up so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next contest. We have Michael Bluth from Arrested Development going up against Red Foreman from that 70s show. Seeing some looks of concentration here. I got I got some thoughts. So uh, this one was really really complicated for me because uh, you know it, if I, I'm a I'm an Arrested Development fan uh, and I feel like uh, you know I feel like Michael you know if I had to pick I'm definitely leaning towards Michael. But here's I, I'm waffling for a couple of reasons. Number one, Michael becomes a worse father as the show goes on. I feel like he starts out pretty high. But then, like, he kind of – and but I also know that this is, like, you know, how much can we say – we got to cut him some slack because he's in an extreme situation with his family. Like, they're they're nuts, and they're, you know – and, you know, at the end of the day, like, I feel like um, he's kind of out of touch with his son. And uh, he, you know, to be fair, he didn't really have a lot of good examples to be a father. So this could be an example of, like, you know, maybe maybe we give him – points for being a little bit, 
you know, like better than his dad. So and that's um, but he might also be the only dad on the list who like tried to sleep with his his son's girlfriend. Is that is is that true? I know Jed Bartlett didn't. So yeah, so <laughs> yeah. And then on the other hand, Red Foreman clearly doesn't even really like his kids, but <laughs> he only says he loves him like one time, right? On um, when he like is leaving for for at like one time, right? So I, I had a hard time balancing this because I feel like Michael like started out high and went low, and Red was just like Red Foreman, like he doesn't even like his kids. Uh, but at the same time, he's always he's always providing, and he's always solid. So I, I don't I don't know if I can lean either way. I had a really hard time with this matchup. Jordan, you look like you want to say something. Oh my God, he just said Red Foreman didn't love his kids. What the <laughs> I hell? know, right? I oh didn't my say God. he didn't love his kids. I say he didn't like his doesn't kids. Doesn't like his kids. Oh my God. He does oh, say I bro. love I says I love you that one like one time, right? It's like right after yeah. the heart attack or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If it, I will weigh in on this one. So I had two people in this list who I thought could go to the final of this list. Red Foreman is that other character. Nice. Red Foreman is a true like yes, it's it's a we're we're in the two thousands uh, dad bracket, but obviously his show was based in the seventies and it was like mid to late, mid to late seventy. If we're thinking about that time frame, that's probably the best dad you're gonna get during that time frame for a TV show. It was either like that, like having a dad present, or being abused by your father <laughs> that came home from the coal mill or something, you know, or or the factory. But Red Foreman, um, his character arc, and I, I'll I'll go with what you say on that one. Um, I was I'm an Arrested Development fan as well, but I don't think Michael Booth was ever a great father. I think they were like, oh yeah, he's good, and then they were like, and then just sent him straight downhill. Whereas Red Foreman, he doesn't start downhill. He starts at like a balanced area, and as the show progresses, so does his character arc of becoming a better dad. He has hardships of losing his job at the factory. Um, he has all these issues that come up. Uh, Eric, you know, goes off to, I think it was like Africa or something like that. He has the heart attack. Um, you know, he has to watch his kids, you know, go through their, their periods of smoking weed and eating the brownies and, you know, in the circle, um, you know, uh, all these crazy things that he has to clean up from his ki- from what his kids and his kids friends are doing. Not even, it's not, uh, to me, I, I think he, he likes his kids but he, he hates that they have the friends they do because they're always into something and always ruining something. But that being said, um, he would have all of their backs regardless. There's, there's a few pivotal scenes where he shows that, hey, you're coming after my kid? No, uh-uh. And then he, he flips the script. So he does defend his kids. And I think it's just one of those things where you want the best for your kids and you get disappointed when they don't do what you you know you're working this job and you're trying to pro- provide them with a better life than what you had from your parents and when he you know is doing that it, he sees kind of eric be kind of a wasteoid cuz he kind of is he doesn't really want anything he doesn't really need anything he's just like oh i love donna <laughs> i have the i have the vista cruiser it cruises and he's being this jackass the entire time and his dad's like dude you're smarter than me you have all this potential go do something with yourself but he's in the basement with his friends. Um, so I think Red Foreman pushes through on this one for me. That was a pretty good Topher Grace impression, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? In Red Foreman's defense, I don't like Topher Grace either. So Nobody does. 
<laughs> All right, Dustin, what do you think? Man, I can't really argue with that. I mean, the only thing I would really add to it is that I think he does love the neighborhood kids too. Like he's almost overcompensating for their parents' lack of parenting, you know, and he's extra hard on them. Like Donna, like her parents barely pay attention to her, you know, so he has to like constantly kick her in the ass too, you know, and give her some sage advice. I don't know. Not, not, not to mention, not even Donna. Think about it. We haven't even mentioned the, like the main character that they they take care of, Hyde. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. Because his his parents are non-existent. He was living at home and like eating like cheese crackers whenever he'd have a meal. That would yeah. be his meal. So they took him in, provided him with you know a nice bedroom and everything, and did all this stuff for him. And then obviously, still got upset because he's like, "Look, I did all this stuff for you, and you're trying to waste your life." But you know, it, it just it's it's roll with the punches as, as a parent like that. You just, you want the best for your kids. Sometimes they just, they're going to do things that piss you off, but you still have to, to go with it. And that's, I mean, Red Foreman is the dad. I think I'm, I think I'm leaning with you guys also. Cause I just had another thought, which is that, you know, all this time I was kind of like, I, I, mean, I was leaning towards Michael because I don't know. I just, I really like him as a character, but uh, like, and a part of me, I'm like making excuses for him. Like, well, his family is just nuts. And he's doing the best he can in this situation. But, I mean, all he had to do to be a good dad is, like, take his kid away from the family situation. He could have just saved himself all this stuff. Like, he's very clearly a good businessman. Like, all he had to do is just, I mean, it would have made the show a lot shorter. But, all you know, all he would have had to do to be a good dad is just, like, take his family out of this toxic situation. You know? And, and you know, so he had a way out the whole time. And, you know, somehow he kind of chose whether out of family loyalty or what, but you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards red now too, even though <laughs> I would hate if he was my dad, but <laughs> doesn't it almost seem like Michael Bluth really only connects with his son when he realizes that his family screwed him over the same way he's doing to his child though. That's a really good point. Like, I don't know. So I think it's, Pretty much unanimous decision at this point. Red Foreman moves on to the next round. Now, to the one I know Dustin has been looking forward to. <laughs> I could see the excitement on his face because he wants revenge. <laughs> so, like, do I argue now or do I argue in like the next round? Because, like, Frank Reynolds. Really? Let's 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 we have Walter White from Breaking Bad going up against Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in the battle of really just the worst dads of all time. Unless unless Walter White is secretly one of the greatest dads of all time. Oh. Well, okay, Mike, you go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, okay. So Breaking Bad, obviously one of the greatest television shows of all time. Like so much about it is great. Um, you know, even though Walter White very clearly goes down the path of don't, don't follow me here, <laughs> you know, not, not a role model, you know, don't, you know, when, when you're having a good, like when you're having a life crisis, don't turn to cooking and selling drugs as a solution. That's generally, generally probably not a good, good path to follow. Let's, let's start that disclaimer out, not advocating that. Um, However, he gets started in it to, because he wants to provide for his family. He gets, 
horrific news that he's going to die. He's in a dead end life. And he decides, look, I've got to, this is the only thing I can do to make sure that my family is provided for. I've, I've maybe, maybe realizes that I didn't provide for them as well um, as I could have. And, you know, he, he makes a poor choice, but you know, he kind of, he feels like at least that's his only choice. Uh, and he does it to protect his family. He does it to provide for his family after he dies. Um, and, and he does have a pretty good relationship with his son uh, near the beginning of the series. Obviously, most of his relationships go way, take a nosedive. Uh, but, you know, the reason everything, the genesis of everything plot-wise is I need to provide for my family. And he has a pretty good relationship with his son. Like, Frank Reynolds has dysfunctional kids that he raised. And continue to be dysfunctional. Like I just feel like there's no like I don't ever see moments where where he's like got redeeming qualities. Now in terms of like funniness to a uh, to a TV dad, like he gets points there for providing entertainment value, which you know that that I think there 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 needs to be some points for that, right? In terms of you know dads we like to watch, uh, but I feel like Walter White um, just because even though it's a bad choice. And, you know, it obviously goes way down, way negative real fast. Uh, you know, he starts it, you know, to try to be a good dad or in the, in the only way he sees that he possibly can. All right. Solid argument. Thank you, Mike. Who's up next? Uh, I'll chime in. Uh, Dustin looks like he's really thinking, so I'll give him a sec. Um, both of these dads suck ass. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Both of these dads suck ass. That's true. Uh, Frank Reynolds is not 100%. a great father. He's not a great father at all. Um, Walter Wright, uh, you know, obviously he, he goes to uh, creating and distributing uh, meth so he can uh, pay for his cancer bills because he's too prideful. Um, not great traits you want in a father either. Uh, truthfully, I don't care which father goes through on this one. Um, cause they're going to lose to one of my two mains. Uh, but for the sake of it, I'll, I'd push Walter White over Frank Reynolds at, at minimum. He was trying to do stuff for his family to where his Frank Reynolds is just like, let's drink at a bar <laughs> and no life lessons for you, by the way. <laughs> you know? So at, at minimum, if, you know, if his kids were to take away anything, Walter from Walter White, uh, Walter, uh, White, it would be. He was trying to do everything for the family, even if it was a flawed way of doing it. So I'll leave it there. Dustin? I'll save my argument for next round. <laughs> <laughs> so Walter White yeah. somehow, some way moves on. And somewhere in this universe, Jamie is a happy camper. But that's okay. He'll be annoyed later. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about who got dudes. knocked out? Who got knocked out of this bracket? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so uh, there, I feel like there was a really strong contender that could have gone all the way that was in this slot that that used to be in this slot that Frank Reynolds knocked out, which was Coach, Taylor. Coach Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights could have been a strong strong contender, I think, to go all the way. At minimum, would have would have beat Walter White. <laughs> yeah, at a, at a at a bare minimum, would have squarely <laughs> trounced Walter White. <laughs> Well, we can all blame Joey for that one since he's the one who convinced me to take Eric Taylor out and put in Frank Reynolds. Honestly, I was thinking about pulling Johnny Rose and putting uh, Frank Reynolds in there as a favor to Joey, but oh well. Sad. <laughs> Maybe we'll put him in next year. We'll see how things go. We'll see if this podcast lasts a year. All right, let's move on to the next round where 
we have Phil Dunphy going up against Jack Pearson. Modern Family versus This Is Us. Who wants to kick us off? Yo, fuck Phil Dunphy. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no one cares about him. He's just an average dad, right? He's an average dad. He, you, you see dad issues all the time with him because it's a show to show certain scenarios and situations. Jack Pearson is the man. I don't care what says. He should be going to the final. Just put him through the final, Rob, right now. Just do that, okay? No more arguments. I don't need to hear it from Dustin or Mike. Jack Pearson goes through. Yeah, okay? I gotta agree. Already made, I already made my hard argument in the beginning. He goes through. This it, is the easy one. Between the two of them, yeah. Yeah, and which is really hard. I, I feel like Phil uh, has a lot of redeeming qualities. However, I feel, like, I feel like Jack is, like, instinctually a good father. Like, he, like, there's that one, like, in one of the episodes, he talks about, like, wanting to be a dad. Like, I've always wanted to be a dad. And, like, you know, they're, like, he's just, it's, it's what, it's like a defining characteristic of him is that not only am I a dad, but I want to be a dad. I want to be the best dad possible. And, yeah, I, even though I, I Phil is great, and I feel like there's a lot of comedy, which, obviously, there's not really a lot in, from Jack, there's, you know, pretty much depends, zero. Depends actually. on how you look at it. <laughs> If it's if, if this you're a fan of dark comedy, maybe maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, I'm gonna have to go with with Jack as well. Just to add to the Jack thing, he once again adopted a child that was gonna have no home, and then gave him a good life to where he became a great father on his own accord. Yeah, and then and that motherfucker like ran in, too. Yeah. yeah, that motherfucker ran into a burning house to save the dog. Okay, that's heroic, Dad. Jack Pearson. Well, I don't think we have any arguments on this one, it seems. So Jack Pearson will move on to the next round. Hell yeah. Jess, Jess will be excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see who's going to face up against Jack Pearson in the final for this bracket. We have Red Foreman against Walter White. And I honestly don't see this going very long. So <laughs> does anyone even have an argument? You know what, Dustin? You really didn't get to say much yeah, in the last great. round. So Use your Dustin, argument now. Please, I want, us off. I, I want everybody to acknowledge, if we're talking about Walter White, it's really like a Superman thing here, right? There's Walter White and there's Heisenberg, right? Heisenberg is the real Walter White. He is an awful psychopath. He's an awful person. And when anybody in his family got to know him, he used other family members as pawns to get his way. He is a really awful person. And in the last season, if you want to argue that he like acknowledged how bad he was as a person and tried to make things right, he really accomplished his goals. And really, if he hadn't have done what he had done, his legacy would have been lost anyway. So he's just he's just an awful person. He's not even a good dad. He didn't do it for his family. He saw his wife and he saw his child as his failures. And Jesse was the only one that he really treated like a son. And he went insane by the end of the show. Red Foreman <laughs> lost his job and didn't think, hell yeah. Let's cook up some meth, boys. That's right. Okay? That's my only <laughs> argument for this one, because that's all the argument you need. His first resort wasn't making meth so he could have money. It was do everything I can to find a way to support my family, get a new job, and go on and figure out what I'm going to do. And he does it. Yeah. Then he, 
he gets his son a job there and he or his son gets a job there and then he gets the job above him as a supervisor and then he teaches his son about hard work that's a dad yeah attempts attempts to teach his son about hard work whether True. it was successful yeah i uh, i said I think, he tries to i think i have to agree with everybody so far i do have to lean towards red even though like again i gotta lean towards the the whole thing of like i don't feel like he really wants to be a dad and he definitely like uh I, I feel like even though he he tries to maybe impart some dadly wisdom sometimes it's more because he's just annoyed and man i gotta get these kids out of my hair because they're driving me insane and you know um you know but i feel like i have a hard time making an argument for michael for, for excuse me for walter white uh you know definitely against frank but not uh, against, not against Red, because Red at least, like I said, like he was stable. You know, uh, the example of when he loses his job, you know, he he recovers from it and figures it out. You know, that's an example. And uh, and at the end of the day, um, kind of like with uh, with Michael, uh, Michael Bluth, right? Like he, if he wanted to be a better dad, all he had to do was just stop. You know, he could have he could have you know once he was cancer free or whatever he could have gotten out, right? Like he had so many opportunities throughout the show to get out. And, and I really like, you know, Dustin, what you said about the alter ego of Heisenberg, right? Like, like yeah. he is Heisenberg and Walter White is his alter ego. Like he, it's the show that he puts on, especially towards the end of the show. It's the face that he puts on, uh, you know, to, to the world when, when in reality he's this cold blooded, you know, uh, drug dealer now. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like he might have started good and then became corrupted. Um, whereas, you know, at least at the very least, probably on average, Red is middling and, you know, at least is a solid provider. And, you know, despite his multiple attempts to kick his children, never actually does. <laughs> Can we also point out that nobody in the entire universe wants to see Brian Cranston in his fucking whitey tidies? <laughs> I feel like they showed that a lot. I don't know if it was you guys, but I feel like they showed it way too much. And every scene, it would be just him and those whitey tidies with those really weird looking legs. It, it's like a tradition because he was on Malcolm in the Middle and he used to do that all the time, too. Speaking of which, why wasn't he on this list? He would have been a yeah, why to be you honest with you. Yeah. For a second there, I was considering uh, putting his character from Malcolm in the Middle going up against Walter White. Oh, that would be hilarious. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, there's. You know what? I've learned a lot about the bracket challenge That's and a missed opportunity that man. I could have. It, it is uh, that I could have done differently. Well, and you know, there's there's always next year. Yeah. Or if I feel like doing this in the winter time again, just for fun, yeah. as you know, do it whenever you want. You can you yeah. can do it every quarter, dude. I might do that just for fun. <laughs> Who knows? I'm bored, guys. Let's do a bracket challenge. Oh man. So so we have our finalists here in the 2000s bracket. Jack Pearson from This Is Us, Red Foreman from That 70s Show. These are these are both of the ones I wanted to come through, but both no, of the ones, know. Jordan. Now you have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I I know who I picked when I originally did the bracket. When I went put everyone all the way through, I know who I picked for this round, and he's still alive, sort of. But I am keeping an open mind. And I will listen to the arguments. Jack Pearson, Red Foreman, who wants to go first? All right, I'm not going first, but I want Dustin, Mike, I want you guys to understand this. 
this character, whoever goes through, and that's what I'm thinking about too, has to go up against Bob Belcher. And what we do not want is Jamie's character to win this competition. So we have to make sure it's a strong one, okay? <laughs> has to be strong. To hell with Jamie. We have to make sure we get a strong one here that beats the shit out of Bob Belcher because of what he did. A strong metagame happening right now. But but who is going to be strong enough because they just roll over and they show their bellies whenever Jamie starts talking? Oh, to hell with that. If I'm in the Final Four, I'll All right, let's, 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 let's stop real quick. I would like to stop real quick and address Dustin here about the sci-fi and cartoon. Asterisk. I... I felt that the Fred Flintstone argument was solid. No way. Problem, he fights dinosaurs. He fights dinosaurs. I'm with you, man. When whoever said he fights dinosaurs, that jump never happened. <laughs> I felt it was a very compelling argument, and I pushed him on. A very compelling lie. But that was that was my fault. So, so, but, 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 let me say this. Every time Bob Belcher's name came up, it was a unanimous decision, and I could not go against a unanimous decision. So that's how Bob wound up clearing the board and moving on to the final. Because you let so. Hank Hill go to the wayside. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Because Hank Hill would have beat the shit out of Bob Belcher, okay? <laughs> you see, Jamie played a metagame with you, but now it's my time to play a metagame. It's like Tom Brady deflating the footballs, right? Like, I mean, come on. He's going to win regardless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't have to have either of you guys on this podcast <laughs> ever again. If this stuff up. Come on now. <laughs> I literally just went into the episode thinking like, what is he going to do? And then when he got the Fred Flintstone and he was like, he fights dinosaurs. And you guys were like, yeah, I was like, where is he going with this? What? <laughs> What's the game here? All right. Instead of running commentary okay, on okay, past okay. episodes, yeah, how about yeah, we yeah. focus on the final for this one yep, so I can yep, go to bed? Yep, yep. All right. All right. I would say that. So for me, so the we're it's Jack Pearson versus Red Foreman. For the greatest TV dad, uh, so I, I'm I'm not even going to bring up Jack Pearson's long history of dinosaur fighting. I'm just going to leave that on the wayside. <laughs> um, that being said, I still like I feel like there's a clear winner, even though Red is a great character. Like in terms of greatest TV dad, like who would you want to be your dad? Jack Pearson all the way. And it's not just because I might secretly be in love with him. <laughs> That's one for Jack. Um, I, I don't know enough about Jack Pearson to really argue against him. I mean, like I said, everything I know about him, he's the solid winner. So, I mean, I'm kind of leaving this up to you guys, more or less. I love Red Foreman as a character. And I love that 70s show. But, I, I mean, it sounds like Jack is... The clear winner. I don't know. So, like I said, these were my two that I thought would make it to this round, and I'm glad they did. And I have a connection to Red Foreman more than I would Jack Pearson. I uh, I grew up with a stepdad, and he is my father, and he had kind of the Red Foreman, uh, you know, attitude while uh, I was growing up. So I relate to that character so much because I'm like, man, when I watch that 70s show, I see my dad the entire time in it. And I'm just like, this is awesome. However, Jack Pearson can take down Bob Belcher. 
He absolutely can because Bob Belcher is not that great of a dad. He's a good dad, but he is not Jack Pearson good of a dad. Jack Pearson is a saint of a man who does so much for his family. And when Jamie comes on and tries to argue that Bob Belcher is better than Jack Pearson, I cannot wait to shred him a new one. Amen. (laughs) So Jack Pearson wins this bracket for me. I feel like we have a consensus. We have a clear and absolute winner. There we have it. Jack Pearson from This Is Us has joined Bob Belcher and Howard Cunningham in the final four. Guys, I just want to take a minute and say thank you very much for jumping on the podcast, for filling in and getting this done and helping me narrow these eight dads down until we have a one winner. Once again, it's Jack Pearson. So Dustin, Jordan, Mike, thank you guys for everything tonight. I truly, truly appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me again. Yep. Anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week where we will find out who our last finalist is. We will be going into the most stacked bracket that we have as we go back in time to the greatest, in my opinion, TV time of all the 80s and 90s. Until then. Bobby, say bye-bye. Bye-bye.